looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. All right. Welcome into the conference championship recap episode here. Um, it's, a, it's a sad day in college football. Uh, I, I, we're we're going to get into this quite a bit. Um, the college football playoff rankings came out today, so we'll break down those rankings. A little bit of initial reaction. Um, we'll recap our season uh, totals for best bets and guest picker records. We'll talk about our winner of the guest picker uh, leaderboard this year. Um, that, that one, we, we do have a winner on an impressive seven and three week. Um, we we can touch on our season total bets now that everything's complete. Um, and then, and then we'll get into conference championships, um, and, and a little bit of recaps of the game. But, um, I think, I think we would be remiss to not start tonight with the college football playoff. And for, for those of you that haven't seen it, I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen it at this point. Florida state is not in the college football playoff. It is Michigan at one, Washington at two, Texas at three, Alabama at four, and Florida State at five. So, Connor, I'll, I'll open the floor here. We, we can talk about this. Um, and before we even get into our best bets, I don't think there's anything more pressing than this. So I just want to get right into it because I, I just can't, I can't believe what, what happened, what transpired this afternoon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a sad day. Um, I, I think it really just – for years, the conversation is, you know, well, you're not scheduling a tough non-com, blah, 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 blah. You, you can't control your conference. And if we're being honest, the ACC, they beat the SEC this year. They had a better record versus the SEC. So the ACC, technically, if you go based off of that, which is really all you can do, was a better conference. Now, are they actually the better conference? I don't think so. But – Florida State schedules LSU and beats the brakes off them week one. Then they, they always play Florida at the end of the year. They beat Florida. At, at, Florida. Over, at Florida. They're 2-0 versus the SEC. They also have wins over Clemson, tough team, and Duke. So they, they beat And Louisville. Them. And Louisville. And, and Louisville. So it's not like they which, haven't played anybody which and is played the, a tough schedule. So it's like. I don't get the argument they haven't played anyone. They scheduled a tough, tough non-conference. And, yeah, so did Alabama. But guess what? They lost. They lost to Texas the same way Florida State beat LSU. So, like, I, I just don't get how you can punish them for losing a player. It, I, I get that it's written into the rules for this exact reason. But you're 13-0. and you, you controlled everything that you could control, and you were – basically bought out by the higher ups in the selection committee. It, it's sad. It's, it's pathetic. I, I'm, it, I cannot believe what transpired. It's just unbelievable. It, it really is. And, and like we talked about, I mean, this is, this is a situation that, that completely unprecedented. We've never had anything like this, but from what more can Florida state do? Like Mike Norvell, Norvell came out today and, and put out a statement and just was talking about, should I have held Jordan Travis out of his senior night at home so he shouldn't have played because of the risk of injury? Or I've seen a lot of people today online talking about, oh, well, should we have just lied about Jordan Travis's injury and said he's day-to-day and he might be coming back? Because then essentially by the committee's logic, they would be in. Like, it's just it's just a really disappointing decision by them. And I understand the people who are like, oh, well, the game would be a blowout. And 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 to those people, I agree with you. The game likely would be. But Florida State deserved the opportunity – not deserves – not deserved – deserves the opportunity to play in the college football playoff. They earned it. Like, what what point 
is playing the games if we're just going to disregard the games when it's convenient for us. And and it's just – we always talk about the, the conversation between best four versus most deserving four. I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, Connor. We, we haven't spoken about this prior, but we have neither right now. Like, we don't have – the best four teams, nor the the four most deserving teams. We have, we have good matchups. I I I I do like. I will say, I do think the playoff is going to be awesome, and I do think we're going to have some of the most competitive playoff games we've had thus far. I agree. But with that being said, it's just not just because Bama does not deserve to be in the playoff, and and whether they whether they're a, a better matchup for Michigan, that that's a a different conversation and honestly irrelevant in my opinion, because it, it doesn't matter. Florida yeah. state went 13 and zero in a power five conference and deserves to be playing in, in the Rose bowl against Michigan. And it's, yeah, it's, it's sad. Yeah. And for those that argue, well, it would have been a blowout. Well, guess what? The Rose bowl in 2015, 59 to 20 Oregon over Florida state, 2015 cotton bowl, Alabama over Michigan state, 38 to zero. And the championship game last year, 65 to seven. Peach Bowl 2019, LSU 63, Oklahoma 28. Clemson over Ohio State 31 to 0, 2016 Fiesta Bowl. 44 to 16, Alabama National Championship 2019. 2021 National Championship 52 24, Alabama over Ohio State. Guess what? These games are not close a lot of the times. It, like, the people at Cincinnati are, it doesn't matter if it's going to be a blowout. The team deserved to be in, they should have absolutely been in. Do yeah. I think Bama's a better team? Of course I think Bama's a better team. So does everyone else. Without Jordan eight, Travis, eight, Florida State exactly. is not better than Alabama. However, you can't – if you're looking at the full body of work over the course of the season in the games that were played, I, I don't want the players to be a factor. I want the games to be played to be a factor. And I just think that that's – it's just sad that you can't look at that. Florida State had a great non-conference schedule. Um, I mean, they, they essentially two SEC opponents, um, one and neither one of them were, were at home, by the way, they were on the road for one and one was neutral site. Yep. Um, and not to mention it was opening week, which if we're being honest, that's probably one of the toughest weeks to play a game because you really don't know what you've got. You're kind of working out the kinks. Uh, you have inexperienced players getting starts for the first time in a, in a big environment on it, it's not easy. Um, and, and they go out there and they play a, a very fine first half. And then they come out and completely blow the brakes off of LSU in the second half. Um, and I feel like if that game happens two, three weeks ago, it could be a completely different story. Um, mm-hmm. It's fresh on people's mind. But it, it's just like it almost discredit like the committee was almost discrediting that win because it happened week one. You can't do that. It's, it's Which- still a win. Which they basically doubled down on that because then they discredited Bama's loss, which is right. the which is the distinguishing factor between these two teams. If both of these teams are undefeated, me nor Connor would be saying Florida State deserves to get in, right over over Bama. But but unfortunately for Bama, Bama lost the game. And and whether we want to say this is what it comes down to, we have to judge the games. We have to judge based on the games played. We can't just say oh well they're better because I I was talking about this today in a group chat. If Georgia played any team in the, in the five spots above them, they would be a favorite today, including Bama. If they played again on a neutral field, I, I, I am pretty sure Georgia is still power rated the number one team in the country, right? So, so why are we just saying, oh, well, if it's the four best, then why is it not the four best? But if it's the four most deserving, it's not that either. So now we're just stuck with a TV product that we want. And granted, it's going to be great. But that's not what this is about. It's not about – and I understand people say, oh, it's all about the money. It's all about the TV. We see it with the conferences. But it, it's, just, it's, it's just a sad decision and, and something that is, is unacceptable in this sport. And, and the committee is, should be ashamed of this decision because yeah. it, 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 will, it will have ramifications for years and decades to come. Yeah, so in past years, uh, the, the committee always talks about you know, the SEC is the strongest conference, top to bottom this year, blah, 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 blah. Well, well this year, they're really not. They're non-conference. The SEC teams, when they played Big Ten teams, Pac-12 teams, and ACC teams, they weren't that good. They didn't, they were, they didn't, they didn't perform well at all. They're under 500. They were, they were seven and nine, and their best win yeah. was against Louisville, who, who Florida State right. beat last night on a neutral field by 10 points. 
by, right. By so we're digits. just declaring the SEC the best conference based off of nothing. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's just sad that that's how, that's how it's going to go. And, and Florida state fans, I would be like, for, I don't know how Travis is feeling right now. Um, he's, he, I, he, I, he, he left the GM and I, I don't blame him. Um, I, I would have been very sad, but I just, I mean, to put all that blood, sweat and tears into the season and then to see, Oh, you went 13. Oh, but Hey, you're going to play in the Rose bowl against Georgia. I mean, it's just like, it's got to be heartbreaking for those players. I can't it's, imagine. Yeah, no, it's it's devastating. I expect for sure Florida State will not be playing in the ACC um, next year. I, I would be shocked, oh, truly no. shocked, um, because this is this is one of the decisions that it's a where would you moment because we've never seen anything like that. And look, if you want to say we want more competitive games, like yes, I agree with you, but I also point to last year. Like I talked about this as well. TCU was a 10-point underdog and won outright. Like, granted, they got smashed in the national championship, but TCU won all of their games last year. They lost in the conference championship. They deserved to be in the playoff. They earned that right, and so did Florida State. That's not right that they're not playing. Regardless of the outcome of the game, that's not what this is about. No one is going to sit up here and argue that, that Florida State is a better team today than BAM is. No one. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they should be in the playoff. Yeah, I think in years past, um, the committee has had a lot easier time selecting teams to make the playoff, uh, mostly because of teams actually have losses. Um, This was like the first year where going into conference championship week, it was going to be chaos just because there were undefeated teams playing. There were one loss teams playing. It was like you didn't know what was going to happen. And I mean, if Oregon wins and beats Washington – Oregon's probably in the playoffs, and then who who knows what would have happened? Um, would Bama yeah, I mean, jump, like the chaos was going to happen, no matter what. Um, I just didn't think we'd be here th- saying that Florida State got left out for really after winning, after, after winning, after winning, right? Um, I'm so, just shocked. So. And and Connor, I have a question for you, and I, I I know this got posed today, and I I've seen it a lot on Twitter, but I'm curious your opinion. If these roles were reversed and it was a Michigan that where J.J. McCarthy gets hurt or it was a uh, Georgia where Carson Beck gets hurt, and obviously that one's not super applicable, or I'd say Penix, Penix gets right. hurt. Like, are we having the same conversation? Because I think there's no way that team gets left out. Yeah, I truly believe we aren't. And I posed the question in that, in that group message. Yeah, I was yeah. like, well, what if J.J. McCarthy on Twitter got – And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm completely just like throwing it out there as a just – a rebuttal or I guess whatever you want to call it. Uh, yes. Michigan without JJ McCarthy is a completely different team than Florida state is without Jordan Travis. Um, Michigan, they run the ball a lot better and, and whatever. But the point is if you set this precedent down the line, is that just going to be, Oh, if a, if a guy gets injured in week nine, yeah, their, their season's over. They can't make it anymore. Is that yeah. just how we're going to do it? Yeah. It, well, no, it, and, it, and it's use unbelievable. Use use Penix as a better example because, like you said, Michigan does run the ball, so they're not super applicable to this. But Washington runs on Penix. Like when Penix doesn't go, they don't go. So if you lose right. Penix, are we having the same conversation? Like, yeah, are they Penix, are they? If Penix rolled his ankle in the fourth quarter against Oregon, even even if they won that game, that he rolls his uh, ankle in the last drive of the game. Or, or know, say, has, say has to forget get surgery on it. He's out. He's about, out. Yeah, you know. I was about to say serious so, injury. Yeah. So. Is Washington now left out too because they don't have Penix? Like it's just a ridiculous. And yeah, we've seen Florida State for three weeks without their quarterback. They're not the same team. But guess what? They still won and they beat a top ten team at the time. So it's it's ridiculous. I can't I can't stand it. Yeah. No. It's 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 set a bad precedent. Exactly. And I understand people are saying, oh well, we need the twelve team playoff. But this precedent is going to be something that lives on forever because now we're not going to have this with. 12 and 0 and 11 and 1 teams. We're just going to have it with eight and four teams versus 10 and two, where the quarterback gets hurt. And we're saying, oh, well, eight and four Bama is just better. So we're just going to yeah. put him in, right? Like, oh, the SEC teams are going to get baked into this. You already know. It, I mean, it's, it's going to be. It's a, it's a very dangerous thing they did. And it's, it's just, it's something that I'll never agree with. And, and like you said, if I'm Travis and I, I was with Travis this morning and came down to the game last night, we went, we had a great time. But if I'm him today, like, I, I, I'm so sick. I, I can't even I can't even fathom it because what more can you do if you're Florida State? What, what more, more can, can you do? do? 
And HUD, you know what's funny is we, we joke about you joke about next year. So if you did do a twelve team playoff, the first team left out would have been nine and three LSU. Uh, and the twelve team is uh, ten and two Oklahoma. Obviously, next year that's those are both SEC teams. But I mean, if we're being honest, no one could say with a straight face that Oklahoma is better than LSU. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it like it, that this is going to happen year in and year out now where these teams with less losses, you know, up, well, they're just better. They're just better. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know what the solution is. And we pose a lot of problems with this without a solution, because I don't think it's, I don't think it's a committee like this in the 14 playoff. We obviously, the, the jury is still out on the 12 team playoff and we, we know how we feel about the BCS, but at least the BCS, you wouldn't have bullshit like this where there's human subjectivity in it. Like it's, it's a, it's something that that is 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 just sad, and it's just it's bad for the sport. It's bad for anyone who's ever played football and knows what goes into this and goes into a college football season. How much blood, sweat, and tears you put into this, starting in January for the following season, and to go undefeated. They tell you you win all your games you're in, and to do it and not get the opportunity to play for a national championship is something that will never sit right with me. Yeah. So. Let's let's. I mean, I I know we could both talk about this all day. Let, let's talk about the actual playoff a little bit because, like I said, I don't agree with it, but I do think we got a very good playoff, and it's going to be a very entertaining playoff. So we do have we do have Michigan playing Alabama, um, in the Rose Bowl, and then we have uh, Texas playing Washington in the Sugar Bowl in uh, New Orleans. So, um, obviously, like people are saying, oh, we only want Florida State in because it's an easier path for Michigan. That's that one. That's just not true Two, I'm also not going to sit here and deny you and say, Oh, well, I would have rather played Bama than played Florida state. Like, obviously I would rather play Florida state, but at the end of the day, I've said this all year. Like Michigan is the number one team in the country. They've gone 13 and 0. they've beaten really good teams. Like to win a national championship in this sport, you have to beat really good teams. So whether we got Bama now, whether we got them in the national championship whether we play Texas or Washington, if we can win, like it doesn't matter. Every team here is good. So it's like you're splitting hairs saying, oh, well, Michigan got fucked. Like, yeah, Michigan maybe got the short end of the draw, but at the end of the day, you have to beat a team of this caliber. So I'm excited because now it's, it's, it's like you get to play the top dog. You get to play the biggest personality in the biggest stage in college football. So like at the end of the day, like, yeah, if, if, if you don't want to play this team and you're scared, then, then you don't think you're good enough to win a national championship. So I, I, I don't know your opinion. Michigan's path certainly got harder today. Uh, whether They could have played any of the teams in the top five, and I think it probably would have been an easier game for them. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to beat this Bama team at some point. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to get the SEC demons off your back to win a national championship and no better opportunity to do it on the biggest stage with this team. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Michigan definitely got a tougher draw, which I, I personally like. Just I'm not a Michigan fan, so it doesn't affect me at all. Um, so it's going to be a much better game. I think the line came out; it was opened at like two and a half. I think two it's and a half. Yep. Bet, it's already been bet down to like one and a half. Uh, one. I assume it's going to be about a pick 'em by game time. Oh, oh, I uh, think it's I think it's Florida State. I, I'm sorry, I think it's Bama minus three by the time we get to the game. To be honest, really, I'd be. Shocked I be, if, it's, if it if it goes that if it goes to that, I might I might lean Michigan. Uh, I would be Bama currently. Um, I would be very surprised if Michigan closes as a favorite just just because of public money. The money yeah. is going to pour in. I mean, Michigan hasn't looked great, though, in the past couple of weeks. I mean, it's it's not like their offense is, like, the craziest, most pretty thing in the world. So, it's – I don't know. Yes, but, I mean, they also – I'm saying also, from, like, a public standpoint, they're not going to get, like, the public money when I say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look but at I mean, the last I, three weeks, though, and I'm not going to – I'm not going to let that – I'm not going to let that that comment go without, without rebuttal. But yeah, that's fair. Well, um, y'all look like shit against Maryland. So yeah, they look know. bad in the look head spot against Maryland. We we talked about that. I think that's a very. I, I, they didn't play well. JJ McCarthy had his worst game of the season. No no doubting that. But again, they came back. They they played great against a great Ohio State defense. Um, scored thirty plus points, and then they again they they if you watched the game last night, which honestly I would have been shocked if you did. Michigan, I think ran 
inside zone every single play and threw the ball like very basic concepts. Like they don't need to show anything. They need, once the game was 3-0 last night, the game was over. Y'all's like, partner are the greatest interview of all time. Though. Samaj Morgan is a dog. That's a, that's a name to, to watch in the Rose Bowl. He, he uh, yeah. If you guys haven't seen his, uh, if you guys haven't seen his post-game interview, go listen to it. Um, honestly, you know what, Connor? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in right here um, and let everyone play it because it is, it's, it's one of the funniest post-game pressers I've, I've ever heard in my entire life. So I'll put it in right here. Thank you. Talk to this guy right here. Right here. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Samaj, congratulations, because I feel like what we saw from you, I think 87 yards, unbelievable. First of all, take me through the energy that you had and really the way you set the tone for this team. Uh, You know, I've been working on punt returns all year, but never got a chance to do it in game. So my first time doing it in game, I'm like, bro, I got to go crazy. But I kind of lost a little gas out there. But it's all good, though. We can't score the next couple plays, so I'm just glad I can do that for my team. You know, take it all the way to the five. You know, that's the easy way to go. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, I'm glad we won. There, <laughs> no cap. He told the truth. Best freshman out here. Look. Hey, that's a good sign. What did Coach Harbaugh say to you after you made that play? He said, great job, kid. And then, you know, he gave me a hug, and we was all happy and smiling. So. Well, you enjoy this. Congratulations on being a big part of this. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're going to see more from you in the future. Thank you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> so much. Um, but, yeah, so now that you guys heard that, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally hilarious. Oh, like, I, I, just, I, I can't believe he said that. And, and it's funny. Michigan Twitter has said, like, the whole time, like, don't let Samaj get in front of a mic because you just don't know what he's going to say. And then he does something like that. And just like, this guy is just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I mean, um, he, he's like, what, what did it, the reporter's like, what did Harbaugh say to, say to you? He said, good job, kid. <laughs> it's him imitating him is so funny. Yeah, he's, he's a mess. Freshman. Um, stud. Yeah, no, he's, he's a beast. So, but yeah, anyways, I, I, I'm excited for the Michigan game. I'm excited for this opportunity to get Bama. We, we played him in the Citrus Bowl a while back and lost. Um, we've obviously lost. We lost to Georgia two years ago. They haven't fared well in the postseason and especially against the SEC. So what better opportunity to get it back with, with the biggest personnel, with the biggest name in college football currently. Yep. So that's the Rose Bowl. Uh, we, we do have the Sugar Bowl, which will be the later game that day, which, again, I'm very excited that the Michigan game is first because um, the anticipation, this will now be the third playoff game they've had in a row. The anticipation is killer. Um, you just when that when that when that game happens, you just want to play. Um, but this is a later game will be Washington versus Texas. I think this is going to be a banger. I don't know about you, Connor. I, I think this this has potential to be a, a college football playoff great type of game because these teams are so different but so similar at the same time. Yep. Um, it's it's going to be. I think this game is going to be awesome. And I don't I don't have too much. Obviously, we haven't dug into these yet. And. We will as we get closer. We have a month before these games happen, but this game is going to be great. I can't I, – I do think the Texas-Washington matchup is going to be one for the ages. Um, yeah. Washington showed me a lot. Uh, they can um, – Yeah. They, they – their O-line looks incredible. Uh, they looked great against Oregon the entire night. Uh, Dylan Johnson had a huge game. Texas' run defense is pretty solid. Um, it's, it's actually really solid. Um Although I, I don't think Texas' defense as a whole is that great necessarily, um, but their run defense is good. So this is going to be an interesting battle uh, to see kind of what happens. And I do like what uh, DeBoer does. He, he really gives Penix kind of the reins on third downs when he needs to hit his guys. He lets him hit them, um, which is huge. Like I mean, they did multiple third downs against Oregon where DeBoer is just like, you know what, Penix, go make a play. And he would it'd be a third and three. He'd throw the ball in an out route to one of his receivers. Um, and I just like coaches that put the trust into their quarterbacks like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, Washington's playing confident and they're playing good football. So it'll be, it'll yeah. be a great game. And then obviously Texas, um, kind of showed that they, they are the cream of the crop of the big 12. That yeah. game wasn't even close against Oklahoma state. Um, yeah. never, never really had a chance. I think they hit their team total over in the first half. Like it just, yeah. it wasn't even a game. No, it wasn't. And we'll, we'll, while I have a little more on those games, I have, I have some 
thoughts on Oregon. Um, not as much in the Texas game, because I think that one was pretty self-explanatory. But we'll touch on those in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the, the college world playoff, I mean, again, it, it is a truly a sham that, that Florida State is not in. But with that being said, the playoff is going to be awesome. And I'm, I'm very excited. Mich- Michigan's the number one team for the first time since I've been alive. So it's a fun time to be a Michigan fan. Um, I mean, we've said it all year. It's national championship or bust. Everything we want is still ahead of us. We're healthy. We're, we're going to get healthier. Um, so it's going to be fun. So um, we did we did skip around a little bit because I just I've been stewing all day about the Florida State nonsense. Um, but Connor, you want to you want to go ahead and I know this there's not going to be a great segment for us. But you want to start out and recap best bets for this week? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, I had a bad week. Um, full transparency, I didn't even take all my best bets uh, because it was a weird like we didn't really have our best bets and then we just kind of did them because there were only ten games. Um, and then when it actually got to Saturday is when I actually was like thinking straight and I ended up not taking a lot of my bets, which worked out great. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I lost on Iowa or sorry, Oregon minus nine and a half. I did take Oregon. Um, that was Friday night. Uh, I lost on Georgia minus five and a half. I ended up not taking Georgia. Shout out to me for, uh, for using my brain there. Uh, New Mexico state on Friday night. I did take New Mexico state. I had to, they've been too good to me this year. And I lost that one. Iowa they should have covered that. They should have covered that. Did you watch that? Oh, uh, I, I I was kind of in between bits and pieces because that the Oregon game was on at that. Point. Yeah, they no, I was watching. I was watching both without a doubt. Pavia Pavia got hurt. They came in with their third stringer, and I mean, Keaton Salters is fucking unbelievable for Liberty. I mean, he just he was so much better than every other player on that field. But with that being said, New Mexico State should have covered that game. They got some questionable calls. There was an interception called that was a dual reception like a dual possession type of catch and they gave it to the defense which ty always goes to the receiver um it was just that call was was the difference in that game and and after that it kind of it got out of hand but i mean new mexico state was the right side of that game and i I will die on that hill yeah i mean they threw an an interception on the liberty 20 yard line or the sorry when they were about to score the 30 yard or whatever it was yeah yeah no Sad. Um, but, yeah, it, it, they definitely should have covered. They didn't. So, uh, yeah, take 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 the money. Um, Iowa team total first half over half a point. I never even – the line wasn't the same uh, for me, so I ended up just not taking it, uh, which turns out to be great because it, it didn't hit. Uh, Toledo-Troy money line parlay. Um, I never took that. That was silly to put a parlay in the best bet section. Yeah, um, that was – that was there wasn't a lot of games we both reached, and that was um, that was disappointing. Yeah, um, and then the uh, over in the Oregon-Washington game, I ended up not even taking that, um, which I don't even think it hit. No, it, it didn't. didn't. It, oh, it, missed by, it missed by half a point. Oh, that yep. been, oh thank goodness I didn't take that. I've been so mad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I went one in, uh, one in six. Troy minus five and a half was my only hit. Uh, Troy killed App State. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so one in six uh, on the season that drops me to a beautiful 68 and 65. That would be three games above 500. Um, yeah, so my head's above water. I'm breathing. Uh, very happy. Uh, if you told me at the beginning of the year I'd be three games above 500 after 14 weeks, I'd take it. So, Absolutely. So um, I, similar to the Connor, did not have a good week. Uh, my lone win, Florida State money line, um, that, that, would, that one was free. Um, that game was never in doubt. Florida State never trailed. Um, I, all my losers, Oregon minus nine and a half. That was just the wrong side. Um, that was just a bad bet. Uh, Georgia minus five and a half. Again, bad bet. They, that was not the right side in that game. Toledo, Troy, Moneyline, Parlay. We're both, I'm a fool for even putting that in there. That was just, again, I didn't have enough picks and I wanted to add something. Um, and then uh, over 65 and a half, which I, I ended up liking the under. I didn't bet it because I don't bet unders. I'd rather just not bet. I'd rather just not put aside, um, but ended up losing. So that's one and four for me. Brings my annual record to 55 and 55. So I basically just pushed around money all year, um, paid the uh, minus 110 juice on all these bets um, and went 50%. So again, like Connor said, I mean, it fine. Like 50% is, is 
good. We don't we don't gamble for a living. We gamble for fun. If I gamble at fifty percent and just lose the minus one ten juice every time, I, I feel like I'm doing pretty well. So, in in a, in a long extended period of time, but that brings our total record of the year uh, to one twenty three and one twenty, uh, to fifty and a half percent again. The group over five hundred. So, quick pat on the back for us, Connor. Um, I think when we talked about this, if, if we went 50%, if we were 50.5% at the beginning of the year, like you said, we would have been thrilled. Um, so it was a tough year for college football betters, too. I mean, yeah. I know Stanford Steve's really struggling on game day. Uh, the Bears is well below 500 as well, um, yeah. unless he's picked it up in the last couple of weeks. But I don't it's, think been a tough, it's been a tough week or a tough year. Yeah. So yeah. Um, to sit here above 500, I'm, I'm pretty happy with ourselves. Yeah. No. And, uh, Shout out to uh, our – so that's that's it for best pets. Let's move to guest picker. Um, shout out to our champion, Kevin Wiles, going 7-3, and three, backing up Great the 7-2-1 and one week. Yeah, he, he honestly – I mean, he cleared the field by two games. Um, Tim went 5-5, five and five, Brewer went 5-5, five and five, and Jack went 3-7. and seven. So good for Kev. His only three misses were UNLV, which, again, wrong side, Tulane wrong side, and Georgia wrong side. But other than that, he nailed it. Um, so shout out Kev and and our uh, inaugural 2023 winner, uh, Kevin Wiles. Yeah, I think it says a lot about about Kevo. He was one of the guys that wanted uh, four people in. Uh, he wanted to, you know, win against the best, and he wanted tougher competition. So I think it really just shows what kind of uh, picker he is, uh, what kind yeah. of better he is. Um, you know, he, he doesn't want the easy route. Um, he, he wants it. He, he wants it hard. He's a hard hat lunch pail kind of guy. Exactly. And like we said, that's, that's, that's an honorable move by him. He wanted the competition. He wanted all the smoke and then he backed it up. Yeah. You got it. You got to appreciate that. So congratulations to Kevin. Um, we'll, we'll get in contact with your people. We'll set, we'll set something up. We'll get you back on the show. Um, and, and we will have the, uh, the inaugural trophy, um, we will, we will send it out to the to the warehouse to, to get engraved with your name on it. So congratulations, Kev. Yeah. Um, and for me and Connor, um, I did take the edge this year on the guest picker records. Um, Connor did have a, a tough week um, this week. I we, we had all the same picks. The only two different were Texas and, and Michigan, which both ended up covering. Um, so I did take the edge in uh, guest picker. Connor took the edge in best bets. So feel feel like Connor pretty pretty successful year though, both yeah, over absolutely. you you were exactly five hundred on the on the guest picker. I was two games over five hundred. So um, pretty fun year, pretty pretty good again. We're we're at or over five hundred. So shout out yeah, us once again. And, and the guest picker, it's one of those weird ones where we kind of we put our guest picker bets in, and then I might end up taking the other side later in the week. Yeah, a hundred percent. Those are very like for example. I had Georgia in the guest picker slate, you know, come Saturday, it was Bama. So it, those are, those are ones where it's like the record, like I'm looking at my two and eight record this week and I'm like, well, it really wasn't that bad, but yeah. it was that bad for this situation. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But ultimately 69, 69 and two, just a super cool record to end on too. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely, definitely happy. Like that's for, that's a good, good record to end on. That's, so that's I, about I, as that's the best 50% you can hit. You, you can't hit a better 50%. Um, and then HUD 71 and 67 and two. Uh, so, yeah, just super solid for us. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and you want to uh, real quick now that the season's over, we don't need to spend too much time. You want to just do a quick overview of our season-long plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I like that yeah. idea. Did, yeah, are no, the we... units – the are, did we write the units correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so units are uh, – at the you, bottom. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. So um, we'll, we'll go through real quick. We're not going to go conference by conference. Uh, actually, we might, but I'll just we'll, fly we'll through to... really. I can just fly yeah. through really quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, yep. So I, I hit Duke uh, over six and a half wins. I pushed the uh, under eight wins for Carolina. I hit the under for Virginia three and a half wins, and I lost on the over 10 wins for Clemson. And uh, Clemson winning the conference championship that brought me to uh, minus point ten units in the ACC. Uh, the American Conference over seven and a half wins for UTSA hit. Uh, over five and a half wins for ECU did not hit. USF under four wins did not hit. 
Uh, SMU winning the conference title, that hit. Uh, ECU winning the conference title, did not hit. That's for a positive 1.1 unit. Um, Big 10, over nine and a half wins for Penn State. That was free. Uh, Wisconsin, over eight, eight and a half wins. That was a joke. That one lost. Uh, Michigan State, under five and a half wins. Super free. Uh, Iowa, over eight and a half wins. Hawkeyes might be the best team ever. Um, at just getting to nine wins and not doing anything else after that. Uh, Penn State uh, winning the conference. Uh, nope. Uh, we'll be seeing you on that one. Um, so that was for positive 0.9 units. Uh, Big 12 did pretty well in the Big 12. Uh, over uh, six and a half wins for Oklahoma State hit. Over seven and a half wins for Kansas State hit. And over six and a half for Kansas hit. And then Kansas State winning the title did not hit. But that was for positive two units. So all my... Uh, win totals in the Big 12 did well. Pac-12, uh, over eight and a half wins for Oregon State, did not hit. Um, this was a weird over. I, I do want to talk on this real quick because I saw it at seven and a half on some sites and over eight and a half on others. And it was a very weird uh, kind of line. Um, it, it, if it was seven and a half, you were going to be laying a bunch of juice. And then eight and a half, it was like plus like 140 or something. Um, and I got it at over eight and a half, unfortunately. Um, so that's just an unfortunate loss there, but a loss nonetheless. Uh, right, Washington, over nine and a half wins. That was very free. Uh, Oregon State to win the conference. Uh, that was a loss. Uh, so that was for minus 1.1 1. 1 unit. Uh, SEC, under six and a half wins, South Carolina. Over nine and a half wins. Uh, that was a win. Sorry. Uh, over nine and a half wins for LSU. That's a loss. Uh, and then conference championship LSU. That was a, a loss as well. Um, Missouri. Over six and a half wins. Uh, that was a win as well. Brings me to a total of a whopping 2.7 units uh, of positiveness on the year. Um, so you do all that work, you get like two steps up, two and a half steps up. Hey, positive. We talk about it all the time. Positive is winning. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and I took a bunch of long shots too. So it's like essentially I was kissing my money goodbye in a way. Um, for a lot of these conference champs, I, I the SMU win was was massive, honestly. Yeah, you needed that. Yep. Um, yeah. So I I did have a a pretty good um, year, just just due to the fact that uh, I I did I'm, I'm, I did just see one quick error, so I'm just fixing this real quick. Um, I did have a pretty good year. Probably the coolest thing I've ever done in betting. I did go five for five in conference championships um, in the Power Five. I did miss the American, um, which UTSA, if they could have won it, I would have won a massive, massive parlay. Um, that was a $10 to win $15,000, $14,000. Um, but anyway, I'll buzz through these real quick. Um, Florida State over nine and a half wins, winner. Louisville under eight and a half wins, loser. NC State over six and a half wins, win. Um, Georgia Tech under four and a half was a loss. I did hit Florida State to win the conference at plus 185. That did hit. And then the one that really sucks is Florida State to make the college football playoff at plus 380. That one is such a fuck you because that that should have won. And we don't need to talk about this anymore because, I'll talk again, I'll talk about it all night. But that's just such bullshit. Um, that should have been a winner. But, again, a loser um, for, plot, for a positive uh, .65 units in the ACC. Um, my only losing conference on the year was the American – um, I did take Charlotte over three and a half. That was just the Biff Pogey play. Had to do it. Um, that one was a loser. UTSA over seven and a half wins. That did win. Um, and then I said I, I did take UTSA to win the conference at plus 470. That was a loser um, for minus 1.1 units. Um, then we'll move to my best conference, uh, the Big Ten, which makes sense that I'm, I'm a Big Ten guy. Michigan over 10 and a half wins. That was a terrible line. Um, Penn State over nine and a half winner. Indiana under three and a half winner, uh, Michigan. I'm sorry, Minnesota under seven and a half winner. Uh, my only loser in the Big Ten was uh, Wisconsin over eight and a half. That was that was just a bad bet. Um, but I, I as well had Michigan to win the conference at plus 180. I had Michigan to make the college football playoff at plus 125, and I do have an outstanding uh, Michigan national championship ticket at plus 850. So I, I did have a positive 6.95 units um, in the Big Ten. With, with a potential um, another 8.5 units coming in if I can win that national championship ticket. Um, yeah, that, so I, that, that was Michigan my best Michigan over 10.5 is crazy. Yeah. It, I didn't know. It was, it was, I, I feel like 
I don't know why. I guess you, you can't really make it 11 and a half, but it definitely should have been. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, though, at the beginning of the year, like the Penn State game and the Ohio State game. That's right? true. Like, you, you figure you get – but, but again, it could – like, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was a bad line. I talked about it. It was my biggest play of this season. Um, but and, I'm and, looking at that now. I guess hindsight's 2020, but I'm like, God, I, I, I should have seen that and jumped over it too. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it's obviously looking at it now is much different than looking at it back in August. <laughs> exactly. Very easy when you know the outcome of the games. Right. Um, but um, we'll go to Big Ten, Big 12 real quick. I'm um, a Texas over nine and a half winner. BYU over five and a half loser. That one sucked. They were five and two and they finished five and seven. Um, so that one hurt. I did hit Houston under five and a half. That was a winner. Um, and Texas is my conference champion. Um, to go a positive 1.9 units in the Big 12. Um, my Pac-12, I took Cal under 5.5. Again, another brutal one. Um, they were 3-6, and six and they won their last three. And two were as more than a touchdown underdog um, to hit their season total over 5.5. Uh, Colorado under 3.5. We talked about that one. That one was dead early. Um, I hit Washington over 9.5 as a winner. Um, and I did hit Washington as my conference champion. Um, for a positive 3.3 units. Um, and then I did – I'm looking – that's wrong. That's a 2.3 units. I guess I really struggle with adding. No, it's not important, though. You know, math is – Yeah, exactly. Not not important. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then going to the SEC, um, I did have Florida over 5.5 wins. That was a loser. Again, another brutal one they should have covered. Auburn over 6.5 wins. God, if Auburn could have won the Iron Bowl, how different this podcast would be going. Um, so that was a loser. Vanderbilt over three and a half wins. That was a loser. Um, but I did have Bama to win the conference at plus 300 for a negative 0.3 units. Um, and that brings my total to positive 10.7 units this year um, with my Michigan National Championship ticket uh, pending. So overall, a good year. Um, I, I, I Obviously, I, Michigan winning all this. And, and hitting all the conference champions, obviously, is the way you I, I hit a lot of these. Um, and, and overall, a pretty good um, preseason, season total over se- season for me. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. Anytime you're, you're plus double-digit units, that's a really good year. So, plus 10.7. Hopefully, we get it to plus uh, 19.2. If Michigan can, can take home the natty. Um, but we'll see. Long way before then. Yeah. So I was trying um, to add it up. I think I went like 12 and seven on. 12 yeah. And six. I didn't even, I didn't even uh, add the record. Um, we can, we can either we can way, look. either way. I mean, just a solid over for season long. That's, that's a good outcome for us. Either way. If you took every single one of our bets, you won over 12, over 13 units. Like, yeah. If you bet every single one of them and you still have the potential to get over 20, if Michigan wins a national championship. So once again, Connor, let's pat ourselves in the back. That's good shit. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that's gonna you know really build our followers. And, exactly. Uh, our we listeners. we might get to we might get our listeners up in the triple digits next year. Who knows? Who knows? But um, all right, let's go. Um, let's go to the the actual games this week because we haven't really touched on those. Um, and let's start with the Oregon Washington game. Um, that game was was interesting to say the least. Um, but Washington does win. Um, I'm looking up. I can't remember what the score was, so I'm looking that up. But uh, 34-31, Washington wins. As as the Pac-12 guy on this pod, you you, you start us out here. But I'm I'm interested in your take because I I, I think I'm honestly going to be pretty pretty aligned with you here. But go ahead. Yeah. Um. So I had taken Washington when they first played. I thought Washington was a better team. Uh, after the last couple weeks, I kind of started to see, you know what, maybe Oregon is the better team. And I let the media and all those buffoons at ESPN uh, have me believe that Oregon was was nine points better than Washington. They just aren't. Washington's a very good team. Penix is a phenomenal college quarterback. Their offensive line is has got to be one of the top <clears throat> offensive lines in the country. Dylan Johnson is a great downhill running back, uh, lowers his pads. It's not fun to tackle him, I'll tell you that right now. And between Adunze and McMillan and, like, all those receivers, um, they have the best receiving core in the country or one of the best receiving cores in the country. So, yeah. 
Washington's just a good team. Um, if these teams played again, I, I mean, Washington's just a better team. I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Um, the game kind of really opened my eyes to how good Washington can be when they're running the ball as good as they are. Um, they're tough to stop. And, and they, they, DeBoer lets Penix, you know, have control of the ball in third, like big third down plays. And I think that speaks volume of a team. Um, a good team lets – a good coach lets his players make the plays in big moments. So, um, yeah, just honestly a huge a huge win for Washington. Well-deserved. They had a great, great season. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I don't really have much more to say other than Washington. They're good. Yeah. No, 100%, Connor, and I, I agree with you. I've been, I've been very critical of Washington and the entire Pac-12 this year. Um, but you, you get a win at home. We talk about this. It could potentially be a fluky win, right? Like you, you, you rely on the home crowd a little bit. You, you win a game-winning field goal on a fourth-down call that Dan Lanning made where you end up going and, and, and leading a game-winning drive, right? So you, you can say that's fluky. You don't win twice in that fashion, and it's a fluke. Washington's a better football team. Um. I, I agree with you what you said about I do think the media swayed everyone on Oregon because I think I think Oregon was just significantly overvalued in this game, right? Like and and I think Oregon and the Heisman hype they got and beating up on bad teams really really flipped the the perception on them. Yep. To a point where I think we we were all fooled where we thought Oregon was the cream of the crop and people were saying they should be in the conversation as the best team in the country which I don't necessarily disagree with based on what we had seen. But, but obviously, again, we talk about this hindsight's 2020. Like, it's very easy to Monday morning quarterback these situations. Like, there's significant flaws in that team. We saw it. And Washington was able to expose it. And good for DeBoer, good for Penix. They deserve every bit of credit they're getting. And, and they, they – I mean, they're good enough to win a national championship. Without a doubt, yeah. And they're, they're, they're physical enough, too, which kind of shocked me. I, I didn't realize how physical Washington was. They're yeah. a physical team. I mean, their yeah. ground attack is is is, is insane. So yeah. no, it, it, it's crazy because I thought they were just like you know the pretty boys like Oklahoma putting up seventy points or whatnot like back in you know when Oklahoma was beating every team like seventy to forty. That's not Washington at all. Um, I no. think they're a pretty sound football team. No, um, so yeah, yeah, no, and and I do think we we it it, it may be time and it, honestly it doesn't really matter, but like I think I think we we me and you included along with everyone in, in college football, in the college football world, just again, like, are we sure Oregon was that good the whole year? Like Oregon was really good at beating up really bad teams. And this is not me discrediting Washington at all, because I think Washington deserves every bit of credit they're getting all the flowers. But like, when you look at Oregon's schedule, like they're really good at beating up bad teams, but like the, the best team they played, which was obviously Washington, they got beat twice. So it's like I don't right. I don't think they're necessarily overvalued, but I don't think they're elite, elite, elite type of team. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're a top ten team. They're not. They're not a top sixteen. I, um, I I think honestly, and and I'm curious your take on this. I think Oregon is at the same level as like a Penn State. Like they're they're good. Yeah. They beat they yeah, beat the shit out of every bad team, but they're not there, and they're not yeah. on the same. They're not in the same conversation. Where as Ohio State, they lose I a game to. Agree they lose a game to Michigan and Georgia loses a game to Bama. But like, I don't view those teams on the same level. No. So. no yeah, no, I fully, I, I think Oregon and Penn state are on very, very similar levels this year. And yeah. in, in terms of they can't beat the best, but they'll, they'll beat up on everyone else. Exactly. Um, they'll just beat up on everyone else. Yep. Yeah, definitely agree. So, all right. Um, I don't have too much on the – actually, let's touch on Liberty real quick because I, I know we talked about this a little bit, uh, and less about the game, just more about their their uh, bowl uh, selection. But Liberty does win the QSA Conference Championship on Friday night, 49-35. to 35. They beat New Mexico State. Um, Caden Salters was unbelievable. He I think he accounted for over 500 yards, and I think Liberty had over 700 yards. So, um, Connor, take the floor here. We, we spoke about this briefly, but I know you want to – you want to get this out to the ethos? Yeah, this this has actually nothing to do with the game itself, other than Liberty played no one all season. They had like the hundred and thirty third strength of schedule ranking um, out of one hundred thirty three teams. Yet they're the group of five team that that makes the, I guess, 
how what a big six bowl? New yeah, the New Year's six, the New Year's yeah, six, the New Year's six bowls. So how are we going to say Liberty? They're undefeated. I know is better than SMU. I, I just don't get it. SMU is definitely better than Liberty based on the committee's criteria of Alabama being better than Florida State. So like, I just don't get how the committee put Liberty in. Liberty's they're nothing special. Their coach isn't even going to be there. So (laughs) they're going to get killed. They're a 15 and a half point dog to Oregon. And I mean, I guess Bo Nix isn't going to play. So the line's still 15. No, no, no. Bo Bo Nix did announce he was playing today. He he is playing. He is playing. Correct. Oh, well, they're going to kill him. It's and that's one of those situations. That's one of those situations, Connor, where if you're Oregon Thursday night, you have the college football playoff. You're a 10 point favorite. And you, you have the college football playoff in your sights, a potential national championship, and now you're playing Liberty in a New Year's Six Bowl. That's like that the ultimate crazy. life comes at you fast moment. Yeah, and not to mention they're 15.5-point favorites after being 9.5-point favorites to Washington. That doesn't even seem right either. Yeah. I mean, Oregon should be favored by 20-plus. They were 20-point favorites over teams in their conference. Yeah. It's crazy to me. So, um, yeah, just g- give me – Give me Oregon in that game. It's a joke that SMU should be, without a doubt. Um, but, you know, whatever. Put Liberty in there. They're going to get smacked. Um, Liberty wasn't even ranked until a week and a half ago. So, yeah. Weeks ago. yeah. That's so, all. I, I could go on and on about the committee. So, it's – yeah. You know, and, and, honestly, it's the New Year's Six group of five team. Group yeah. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But, anyway, let, let's keep it rolling here. Um, let's go to SEC Championship. Uh, number eight, Alabama beats uh, number one, Georgia, 27 to 24. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you watch this game? Sorry, Connor? I just, I was watching Jordan Love. I have him in a, in a big fantasy matchup. That's okay. Is it snowing? Uh, no, it's not snowing, but Jordan Love just threw a touchdown and Lamar Jackson's on a bye this week. So I'm starting Jordan Love and uh, it's, gotcha. a, it's a playoff, playoff implications here. So. <laughs> Gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, what game? What game did I? Did the Georgia-Bama game. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. All right. You start because I, I was watching this game. I, I was slightly inebriated. Um, so, my, my I'm a little fuzzy on this one. So, ah, you, can, did, you can lead it. I, I watched the second half at a brewery. So, that's that's perfect. Um, but, yeah, the first half was, uh, was really good back and forth. Um, just both teams making big plays. Milro is a dog. He is – he came up clutch in every moment that he needed to do. And that final drive of the game, um, he just – he put the coffin in and put Georgia in the coffin. I mean, it was – they gave Milrow the opportunity on those zone reads, and he, he made he made it work. So, yeah. just a great game. I don't have too much just like other than I thought Bama looked very good. And, you know, Georgia, I think, kind of caught up to him, losing all they did on defense. Um, and, obviously – the quarterback play, I think Carson Beck's is good, but he did not look outstanding yesterday. Yeah, no, I, 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 I told you I watched this game, but, but honestly, don't. I, I, I wasn't super intently watching. I was at a bar before the uh, Florida State game, but the one play I do want to touch on in this game—not the one play, but that fourth down that Isaiah Bond caught—that was not a catch, and it didn't even get reviewed. That was tough. If I'm a Georgia fan, that's really, really tough. Like that. That wasn't a catch, and they didn't even look at it. If you look at it and you and you go ahead, and it wasn't like Bama really rushed to get to the line either. But like if you if you review it and you say, you know what, there's not enough to overturn it, fine. But you got to look at that. The stakes were too high. Um, so I don't know. Bama looked good. Bama deserves does not deserve to be in the playoff, but but they played great and they they made their case. They went on. They beat the number one team in the country, a team that hasn't lost since 2020. Um, so. Or I'm sorry, 2021 when they lost in the SEC championship. But good for Bama. Um, the Nick Saban gets it done. Um, his propaganda campaign it started immediately after, and again, it worked. Um, so I don't I don't have too much else because I I didn't watch this game in a spite because fuck the SEC and and now I'll be getting real familiar with Bama's game in the next month or so. Um, it's a tough matchup for for Michigan, but I honestly think it matches up well. Like I think. Michigan's strength is their offensive line in the run game. Bama's strength on defense is their is their front seven. So that's going to be a great matchup. And I think Michigan's defense is really, really, really good. So 
it's going to be a fun matchup. I think they're very evenly matched. Again, that's why the spread is right around one um, that we talked about earlier, and I, I, it's it's going to be a good one. Yeah, um, and Milrow has has continued to look better and better as the season progresses. Yeah. So definitely excited credit, to see what credit he, to he him. can do against. Yeah, yeah, because we were all we were shitting on him. I think after like week three or four. Yeah, um, when he looked terrible against USF. Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny. Or he got benched. He got benched. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And then they fired the OC, right? Or something. No, like no, it's still it's still Tommy Reese, but they, they went back from Buckner uh back to Milro and Milro's been the starter since. Yeah, just hilarious. Um but Milro's Milro's a dog. I mean he's he's the fastest best best athlete on the field at all times, I I would think. I mean he's he's a freak athlete. Um, he's a freak athlete. Lowers his shoulder like a running back. It's I mean, it's a it's a scary it's a scary, you know, team to play against, I feel like, if you're Michigan's defensive coordinator. So, I'm sure they'll be dialed into film for the next couple of weeks. I was about to say, I'm sure they're going to watch the Auburn game plan. I'm sure they're going to watch the Arkansas game plan. Like, those teams that yeah. have been able to contain them, um, there's a way to do it. And I think Michigan, especially defensively, has the athletes to do it. Um, yeah. It's going to be a great matchup. I think that that is probably the best matchup in the playoff. Is yeah, is that Milro versus versus Michigan's defense? Mich- yeah, and Milrow Georgia and Georgia got some sacks on Milro. Um, yeah, and I think obviously pushing them to to you know second and long, third and long is is huge because Milro still he's not the best throw of the football, but you get into third and manageable with Milro, it is it is tough because when he has the option of running or passing, he is very dynamic. Yeah, um, but, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. All right, let's keep rolling here. Honestly, I don't have anything. I mean, I could talk about the Michigan game. It was very non-eventful. Um, yep. the, the big return by Samaj Morgan and the clip you guys heard earlier was the most eventful part of the game. Um, but Michigan wins 26-0. They yep. didn't show anything. They ran the ball. Iowa's defense is really good. I, I actually feel bad for Iowa fans because they have a national championship caliber defense. Their offense is just historically bad. Yeah, I wonder what, like, the locker room's like when the guys go in there, like, it's just got to be just a weird feeling. So, well, but, well, that's one of those games, like, and you played football, like, you know, like, you just know you have no chance of winning that game. No, none. Like, the, the game was never in Michigan literally scored a field goal and the game was over. Yeah. Like, what does Deacon Hill do when he, like, wakes up on that, <laughs> like, playing that game? Is he like, I got this today. Like, today's the day. No, no, buddy. You're going 18 of 32 for 120 yards. Like, he, I mean, if if we're being honest, Deacon Hill probably grabs a couple of McChickens right when he wakes up. Yeah, he, he probably that boy, does. that boy's hefty. Yeah, I would take Deacon Hill at ECU. Yeah, I mean, playing tight end. <laughs> uh, all right, um, Florida State wins sixteen to six against Louisville. This game was a defensive slugfest. Um, it was a I mean, dud on TV, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was it was a dud in the stadium. But, again, Florida State found a way to win with their third-string quarterback behind a really good defensive – a historic defensive performance. So, it's just one of those situations you got to tip the cap. Like, again, Florida State has dealt with adversity all year. They found a way to win the games. They should be in the playoffs. That's my biggest takeaway from that game. Yeah, who's Tua Fiala? He nice. Tua Fili? Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a – Brewer pronunciation of DJ ukulele. Um, yeah, it was. But yeah. uh, <laughs> he's the backup running back for them. He, he's a backup on Trey Benson. He took that big wildcat play, um, like yeah. 90 yards. Yeah, yeah. He's nice. He's very you know, nice. He's good. He's good. Florida State, ultimate robbery. Truly a travesty. Um, I support the Knowles. And uh, I stand with you guys because it's the biggest robbery in the history of the sport. Yeah, I mean their their defense is still absolutely worthy to be in the college football playoff. I mean Jake Plummer looked lost, deer in headlights all night, um, threw a horrible interception in the end zone. Horrible. Um, uh, I mean Florida State's defense showed up to the occasion when they needed to. Hey, you know our our quarterback's out. The defense needs to step up. They did. <laughs> I mean they won a sixteen to six slugfest, and Louisville couldn't get anything going the entire night. So you got to feel bad for their defense without a doubt. Yeah. So I, I I just I got no words for that. It's just a yep. just a disappointing situation. But anyway, Florida State thirteen and zero ACC champion. Um, happy they at least got that because everyone just wants to take everything else away from them. So credit to them. They should get their flowers. They should be in the playoff. But 
unfortunately, me and Connor um, aren't aren't a part of the committee because it would be a lot better if we were. Absolutely. Like, oh, the committee would be incredible. If, if we, we they would never make a bad decision. Never. And they'd, they'd make every decision with the utmost confidence, too. Exactly. Um, all right. Let's go to the last Power 5 uh, conference championship. Texas plays Oklahoma State. Uh, they went 49-21. This game was a shit pump. Um, it, it was honestly – From the from the first drive. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State went – the game was 14-0. We left my apartment to go walk to uh, – we were going to get lunch. We walked to the place like 10 minutes away. We left at the opening kickoff. We got to the bar. It was 14-0. Like, yep. it happened so quick, and it just felt like Texas was doing whatever they wanted. I mean, you were three for 450 and a couple touchdowns. Like, hang on. Um, Bless you. Thank you. I think it's the first sneeze we've had live. Yeah. Um, wow. that's, it's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. And yeah, that I mean, just, we're, we're very healthy, and the allergies aren't touching yeah. us. <laughs> exactly. First, first sneeze. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, Texas rolled early. This game was never competitive. Oklahoma State made it a one-touchdown game when it got to 14-7, and then it was really never close. Um, Texas looks good. Texas is a good football team. They, 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 they can win. They are good enough to win. Absolutely. Eras looked great. Their run game looks great. You yeah. Know, it's And Eras Sharp did a really great. good job. Eras looked Steve really great. Open. Yeah. Not great. He, he, he looked excellent. Yeah. No, he, he played probably the best game of his career. So, I don't have uh, I don't have a ton else, Connor. Um, I I know this this episode was very playoff centric because that's what's on everyone's mind. Any other games or anything else you want to touch on before before we sign off? No, uh, SMU with a huge win over Tulane. I don't know if we even yeah. touched on that game, um, but to do that without Preston Stone, um, I was high on SMU all year. They had a really easy schedule though to kind of get to the American Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, as you all know, they were, I think it was my play of the week back when they lost to TCU. Um, but this SMU team was good. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a little shocked that Tulane lost to be honest. Yeah. Um, they lost a bunch of talent last year, but they returned their quarterback, which is their biggest thing. And they still had a bunch of defensive players returning. So definitely a shocking victory here. Uh, would have loved to see Tulane win, obviously. So the American conference could get into the, uh, New York six bowl, uh, just because, uh, you know, as an ECU fan, you, you do root for your conference to be in that, um, even when ECU's out of it. So, um, but other than that, uh, just a good win for SMU. I'm sure they'll they'll be very happy taking that American conference title to the ACC whenever they choose to go there and whatever. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Nothing nothing yeah. much else. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's all I got. Um, so, I, I think the, the – Episode cadence will be a little different now. Um, obviously, we don't have games every Saturday. So, me and Connor are likely going to come on uh, later this week and just break down all the bowl games. We only touched on the college football playoffs tonight. Um, we'll touch on maybe some early bets that we like, um, just just some games we like. We'll touch on Army-Navy. Um, and then we will, we will have a little more details. We're going to do a bowl pick challenge um, on ESPN. So, we'll have a little more details for everyone probably later, I don't know, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Um, but I think, I think that's all for tonight, Connor. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, obviously super excited for bowl season. Uh, we got army Navy this weekend. Um, I will be betting army like I do every year. Um, so very excited for, uh, for that game. Connor, I may, I may give up some FCS picks this week. I did. I, I texted Connor. I texted yeah, him I got hot on on Saturday. I, I told everyone, any ever anyone have any FCS lines, FCS football, it's profitable. It's just you got to get the lines. I texted Connor. Told me I'm a degenerate. He's not wrong. Um, but I did. I did uh, give give out some picks to the group. They did go three and zero. So I may have some FCS. Uh, yeah, and I, I and I did take those bets. So I, I may have called you a degenerate, but I am one myself. So, but exactly. Um, he, 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 exactly. So, um, but we will be back later this week. Um, and I think I think that's all we got. So. Um, I guess this is the first time I get to do this, signing off as the number one team in the country. Uh, go wow. Michigan, go Blue. Yeah, it could also be a bad thing signing off, actually, as the number one team in the country because every other team that has done that has not stayed at number one. So just something to keep in mind. Um, well, this year, this year, did uh, Georgia win it last year as the number one seed? 
Um, I think Georgia won it the year before as the three seed. I'll, I'll, I'll have some more statistics. Um, this is uncharted territory for me. It's never happened when I've been alive. Yeah, you know, it's uncharted for me as well. Um, you know, never never had a podcast host who's number one on the <laughs> rankings. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Well, that's all we got for tonight. So, from the number one team, go Blue. Go Pirates. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of First and Him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own, and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by First and Him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.